0: Today's episode of the Teacher Recharge podcast is brought to you by Audible, a day one sponsor. Whoa! You can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash teacherrecharge. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. My name is Fred Kapp. I'm the host of this here podcast. And on Friday, I'll be speaking to Curtis Middle School. I'd love to serve your school. Go to fredmotivates.com to find out more. Without further ado, let's get it popping. Good Monday to all my party people out there. How are you doing? I hope you are doing well. On another Monday, which means it's the start of another week, which means it's another chance for you to have a lasting impact on your students. And why not start it off with getting recharged with this episode? We have another fantastic guest. We are returning to the original format of the episode our guest today is named Dominique Brightman. He is an author, library assistant, podcaster, and professional speaker from Baltimore, Maryland. Now, check this out. He's written a book. It's called Going North Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself. You can find that on Amazon or you could get it on Audible for free by using that code. Going to www.audibletrial.comslash teacher recharge, you can get that book for free and you can get a free 30 day trial. That would be fantastic. Other than that, he's been on the news, he's been in E-Life Media, he's been on and in Toastmasters International Magazine. He is awesome. He's humorous, he's informative, he's inspiring, he's Dominique Brightman, dang it, and he is here to take over the Teacher Recharge podcast for a day. I hope you enjoy this. I know I did. Here you are. How's it going everybody? We are in the studio with Dominique Brightman. How are you doing today?
1: Oh, doing fabulous, Fred. How you feeling, bro?
0: I'm feeling great. It's uh, uh it's a bit cold here. Where are, where are you actually located?
1: Uh, the great city of Baltimore, Maryland, home of charm and crime.
0: Oh. <laughs> Wait, so hold up though, cuz I'm always interested to know this. So it's I think Wichita, Kansas is cold. Uh is it is it pretty chilly right now in Baltimore? How's how's the weather?
1: Man, the weather does whatever the heck it wants to up here, man. It, it's November second, it's seventy degrees out here at the moment. What? <laughs> it it, oh. it was seventy and then a few days ago it was like thirty degrees, had to wear on a jacket. It, <laughs> oh my goodness. It, it just does whatever the heck it wants, man.
0: Man, I feel like that's kind of how Wichita is. But then, like, when it gets cold in, in Kansas, it is just crazy cold. I think it's because it's so flat. Like, the wind hits it, and it's, oh, my gosh, it's just the worst. Anyways, this podcast is totally not about just talking <laughs> about weather, although that is fun small talk. Woohoo. Anyways, this podcast is for teachers to start their week off on a positive, awesome, fantastic note. The way I like to start my interviews is with, hey, what is something that you do to start your week off on the right foot? What is Dominique doing on a Monday?
1: Oh, yeah. For a Monday, I like to give myself the right mindset. One of the Models like to go by is TGIM. i I'm probably part of the 0.5 percent that likes using that phrase, and it pisses everybody off that I tell that <laughs> too. <laughs> Definitely,
0: I get you on that. I've heard that. Like I've heard that people get really frustrated because I'm I'm energetic on Mondays, and it's just like, oh, why are you happy to be here? It's like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Get another opportunity. But what? I'm sorry. What are you doing on a Monday?
1: Yeah, man. So besides getting out the bed and landing on my right foot, I like to affirm for myself not only just. At the beginning of the week but usually every day is that something good is going to happen to me today and i got that from brian tracy this legendary motivational speaker millionaire and coach and it's actually worked out for me because it it even helps with small things because one day i was at like a conference one day and then i had no chewing gum or no breath mints and there's this familiar face that I I was out of not know where it says hey, You got any gum on you? And she's like, Yeah, dude, got the last stick just for you. And she was cool, to let me have it. And I was just overselling the fact that it's like, man, I affirmed to myself today that something good was gonna happen to me, and you were that good thing. And she just busted out laughing. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it doesn't take much for you, does? it? like, nope, no, it doesn't, because it's like, man, folks are dying every day, and every chance you wake up, I mean, it, you just got to give. Thanks for the small things, man. It's like being able to breathe, to walk, to talk, to actually think for yourself, know who you are, because folks don't know who they are, because there, there could be somebody out there who is taking care of their aging parent, and they may have dementia, man, and they could be going through dementia themselves. It's like, man, you got to realize that, hey, this day is awesome. I got to be thankful for it. And even if bad things happen, it can at least be adjusted, because if I'm still alive to tell the tale, then that's one good thing to do, man. Another thing I usually do to start off my week is if for some reason I'm behind because I'm also a podcast host, I also like to make sure my episodes are uploaded on that Monday because Mondays and Thursdays usually new episode goes up, so mostly doing that and trying to promote that. What podcast Rick's- is that? Oh, that podcast is called the Going North Podcast. We actually See? recently had our 100th upload with, funny enough, another good teacher, good buddy of mine named Joel Hallbaker out in Alabama, Rainbow City. Okay. He's a soccer coach and he teaches at a Christian high school for a living and he's he's a really good guy. We had a great conversation and we're just a few weeks away from episode 100, so this has been awesome and it's a way to just connect with other great folks. So just listening to great podcasts, making sure your mind is up as well as just affirming it's going to be a great week and occasionally just reading some great material as well. I mean, it could be the Bible, could be an inspirational book, just something to get my mind in that right headspace for what lies ahead in the week.
0: Yeah. When was that? Uh, when was that interview with uh, the guy from Alabama?
1: Oh, yeah. So the episode that went live yesterday, but it was recorded a couple weeks in advance.
0: And yesterday, meaning Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Uh November 1st. We're actually recording this on Friday, November 2nd. So, and you said he was a soccer coach. Gosh, that is the worst. Ugh. Gross. No, I'm just kidding. i I was gonna say i was gonna say how boy how the tables have turned you're interviewing a soccer coach and now you're being interviewed by a soccer coach what anyways (laughs) my goodness that that's really cool though i'm gonna have to check that out and if you're if you're listening to this please go check that out that'd be awesome that'd be fantastic with that said a couple things that you said right there just kind of sparked my interest so you kind of mentioned that every day you're alive You have a chance to kind of steer your life and what's interesting is I I kind of talk about that to students as well, like where if you're alive, you still have a chance. You know what I mean? And and I I talk about that with my soccer teams too. Like if we're down one to zero, it's in the end of the first half and we're going into the second half, it's like guys, we're still like we're still playing soccer. We're still here to play the game, we still have a chance. I, I just I think that's a really good idea. And then the way you start out saying like, hey, something is gonna happen that's good today. Uh, I just wanted to touch on that for a second because you have to kind of train your brain for this kind of thinking. Like a lot of us just want to, are, are taught even by our parents to be just really negative people, you know, just really ne- like, oh, well, this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened to me. I mean, that's when you ask someone, oh, how was your day? That's usually what they're going to answer with is like all the bad things that happen. And so we're almost conditioned over time to think, oh man, like, well, that's a bad thing. I'm going to make that a highlight for my day. But when you start to turn it and you change it and you look at it like like you say you do and and you say, look, something is going to happen good today. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter if four or five things that are bad happen in succession when that one thing that is good, you will be conditioned to see that and make that a highlight instead. So I love that view of life. That is wonderful. And, and I think that deserved to be highlighted as well. (laughs) Let's move on to the next question that I'd like to ask, which is what is something that, because it says that you're a library assistant. First off, take us a little bit through that. And then what is something that you were doing that maybe other teachers could maybe look at and and learn from or or maybe makes you a unique teacher or or figure in these students' lives?
1: Yeah, man. So library world. Yeah, library assistant, all that good stuff. Working a library where... After school, we get about a good 150 to 300 teenagers in the afternoon from 2 to 6 p.m. And we basically have a bunch of areas. Like, out uh, we got the random area with a bunch of tables where we keep keep the teens at where they can just chat and whatever. There's another air part in the area where we got two PlayStation fours where they can play video games. And then we have the meeting room of the library, which we keep reserved for. Basically, a teen program where they can come in, they can play Uno cards, Nintendo Wii, and they got snacks that they can get. And sometimes we'll do some special things like Teen Read Week. We may encourage them to read like a science fiction novel or do some arts and crafts. Heck, even have some of the folks do some mindfulness coloring, which is kind of neat when you think about it because it's like with coloring, you think about the kids with the coloring pages, but you're starting to see more adults with it now with the whole adulting thing when you realize like, hey, being a kid wasn't so bad and I want nap time back. So you basically see with coloring it's like you see some grown ups doing it. So it's really interesting because it you get to see what The current generation is doing get to see is like, hey man, I I was stupid back then, but was I this stupid? And then
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel you on that. (laughs)
1: That's really funny. Yeah, and then sometimes it's like, you know what? I'll just mess around with some of them. I'll just come out of nowhere. You know, sometimes we had like the mannequin challenge at one point. Well, there was this pose from this comedian called Corey Holcomb. He just basically has this pose where he just stands frozen with both of his fingers. And he has a glass of wine in his hand. I don't have the glass of wine in my hand when to do this. But I just point at the kids. And then I just point at them for like a long time. And then and, and then when they start noticing, they'll be like, what is he doing? And then about 10 seconds in, they join me. And then we just have this pose off for at least a <laughs> 45 to 60 seconds. They're like, wait, he's still holding the pose. He is committed to the character. <laughs> and then i oh kept my doing gosh. <laughs> yeah and then a few days down the road it was about a good seven of them where all three of us were in a circle all seven of us were just all doing a pose off together for no freaking reason so that yeah. was just areas so that was a nice fun moment something to break the norm out of nowhere because it's like they come in after school they've been dealing with adults all day i mean i've I'm basically one of the grown-ups, but I don't consider myself one of the full grown-up shits. Like, hey, like you're going through tough times. I mean, might as well give them some kind of cheer if they're open to it. If they're not open to it, then I'll just say hi and bye, and then they'll probably come back another day and may start a random conversation or whatever.
0: Right, right. Uh, what what type of library is this? Is this a public library? Is this a school library? Where is this at?
1: Oh, it's a public library.
0: Okay, because I was about to say, like, a high school with PS4s? That's the most BA thing I've ever heard. <laughs> no, but that's really cool It sounds like you're doing some great work with that And uh, that just sounds really fun I've always thought of the library It's actually funny So like dogs with mailmen, you know, like they don't get along um, uh, Fred and librarians Normally, like man, I, I just, I, I've been scarred <laughs> like, I've had some really, really bad experiences with librarians In elementary, I would have some problems with them because I, in elementary, was a different problem though, because I was always in the library and I was always trying to get books, and they wouldn't ever let me check out more than like two or whatever, and that really annoyed me, and they were kind of mean to me about that. And then I get to high school, and you go to the library, and. My senior year, especially my senior year, was a really crazy year for (laughs) librarian librarian Fred. Conflict, uh, this war that's been waged since the beginning of time, and what happened? I I had a free I had I had a free period during my senior year, and I would go to because it was in the middle of the day, so I just would go to the library and get on a computer and you know do any homework I had or whatever, but. My two best friends also had the same period off. And so they'd go to the library with me. And we would work on, we would legitimately 95% of the time be working on like calculus homework together. But it's a library and the librarian, for whatever reason, hated us. Like just did not like us. We'd be legitimately studying in the library. <laughs> and she'd be like, you need to quiet down. You need to get out of here. It's like... Dude, chill. So, like, when I got to college, we have a really nice library here in, at Friends University. I never went. <laughs> I never <laughs> went. I was too afraid. And what's crazy is they would put things in the library that should, like, allure you. That, like, it, it should bring you in. You know, like they would put, uh, you know, you go there, and get a free cup of coffee. Like you could do that any day. You know, they'd put snacks there every once in a while. They'd have games. They'd have board games. They'd have puzzles. Nope. Fred, mm-mm. I learned my lesson. You go in, you start a puzzle. That librarian, someone in there is going to get mad at me. At me. Not anyone else. At me. I don't know. It was funny. But that sounds like an awesome library. That sounds like one that could break my scars. It uh, clear it up. Next thing I want to ask right before the break is, yo, what is something that you have failed at and what did you do to get over that? Like what did you learn from it? How did you react? Because I I say this to my boys all the time. I say, look, man, we make mistakes. Championship teams make mistakes. But championship teams, championship people, champions, they make a mistake. They take responsibility. They learn from it and they react accordingly. So what is something you have failed at and what did you do to react to that?
1: Yeah, something I failed at, I'm thinking back to back when I was in Taekwondo a couple years ago and it was a day when we were doing flying kicks and it was a flying sidekick, so that Bruce Lee one you may see on occasion, maybe on the Bruce Lee teacup thing, I was doing that kick. only problem was when we were doing the flying kicks, we basically had to run basically almost the entire dojo to the end and land the kick. Well, I did the running part right, the jumping part was right, but the only problem was my kick was aimed too low. <laughs> and oh. it aimed so low that I basically, after landing the kick low, my weight, it just landed and collapsed on one of my knees my right knee yeah and I was on my weight and i was stuck limping for the rest of the class lo and behold i had to take cl- <laughs> not stop taking class for a month
0: <laughs> oh my gosh
1: because it was like oh gosh, yeah. like, i i was limping for a month and and the sad part was is that folks notice will notice you if, if you're limping or or whatever especially me because apparently i got this sneak to walk where i'm like floating and i was trying to hide it, but i wasn't doing a good job at it so <laughs> that <laughs> that was interesting but then after the month was over of being not in the class i was able to get back and actually try the kick again and actually get the kick right and then actually moved up a belt rank. so that was probably one thing that was like a setback a failure moment but actually taught me something like hey it's like injuries are gonna happen it, right. it's kind of it kind of goes with life and hell i'm probably sure it even aligns with soccer too it's like if you're Going to be getting something out of life. You're going to be successful at something. You have to work hard at it. And you're going to have setbacks that are going to just come out of nowhere and hit you. I guess in this way, fall on you. And you got to find a way to actually get back up, try again, and persevere through the pain because no matter what, you're going to probably get an injury down the road. And that's just a sign that, hey, you're actually putting forth some effort to doing it again and making sure you actually get back up because. Especially in sports, there may be times where an athlete, especially maybe like a star athlete, who gets injured. And it can be hard for him to actually get back to his former self or herself because she's scared that she may break that bone again or right. just like trip on something and then.
0: But that's awesome, man. Good good stuff for the first half of the episode. We're going to take a quick break, thank a sponsor, and then come back with some story time. For you, the listeners of the Teacher Recharge podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Whenever I have a guest on the show, I ask them for a recommendation so that you don't have to go into it alone. So, Dominique, what is your recommendation for a book?
1: This may sound cocky, but I'm going to recommend my own, Going North Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself. It's on audio- audible.com for about I'm reading it myself. It's the book that leads you to a hundred other great books like the Bible, the 21 laws of leadership, the science of getting rich. It's a bunch of books that I recommend because it's some of the greatest books that have been written. And I've taken some of the ideas from them and the ones that I've implemented it and put it into a synthesized package of knowledge that'll help you get promoted to keep you inspired and motivated to do what you want to do out of life.
0: That is amazing. That is really cool. You can actually get that book for free if you go to audibletrial.com teacherrecharge teacher recharge. You can get that book once again for free and a free 30-day trial if you go to audibletrial.com teacherrecharge teacher recharge today. And we are back. On this interview with Dominique, I didn't ask about your last name. Is it Brightman?
1: You are correct, ma'am. If okay. you folks get it right the first time, you're actually right. Yeah.
0: I just look at it and I'm like, okay. I didn't want to go like 100%. I went to Jamaica for my honeymoon. I didn't want to go Jamaica with it. Brightman. I didn't want to say that. That would have been bad. Um <laughs> So now it is my favorite part of the entire show. It's where I get to shut up and just ask for their best story. Get ready because it's story time with Dominique. I'm going to give you the floor. It is all yours. Tell us a story.
1: Uh, story time indeed. All right, you cats and kittens, go on ahead and put on your moo-moos, get some s'mores, some lemonade, some hot chocolate, heck, even some mint white chocolate if you want to keep your breath somewhat good. Well, let's get the story on the road, baby, with all four wheels on it. <laughs> something, for, something for the kids. There was a story, it was, one, it was a few years ago, it was about my high school senior year, and it was in Bible class, and I had this teacher named Mr. Layton. He was a good guy really good guy he was also the principal of the school and he wanted to get some was wanting me to just go ahead and get more motivated out of life and actually push myself because he he was a teacher known all around the school as one of the teachers who would give you a test that would be straight to the point and you're basically going to pass it if you fail this test you're basically just being ultra lazy and funny enough it was one day where The the lesson was basically over, and we had a few minutes left to study. And he asked me, he's like, hey, so uh, you think you can get 100% on this next test? And I was like, "Uh, maybe, I don't know. And he offered me a free lunch if I get 100% on my next test. And as you can imagine, I do like food. I went ahead and got 100% on that next test, (laughs) and my school lunch was free that day. And I got a couple other perfect scores after that. And I'm guessing he probably knew that was only going to be a one time deal, because even though I got 100 percent on the other two tests after that, there was only one free lunch. So that (laughs) (laughs) that was kind of a bummer. But at the same time, that actually showed like the power of. What teachers are, they're like the gatekeepers of the new age, man, because teachers are those that can inspire you and they can leave an impact on you that will go very far. Heck, there's even this one teacher out there named Mr. Purcell. He was my elementary school teacher. He used to teach a Swahili in third grade, like Jumbo means hello and things like that after lunch. and, And he would just add extra stuff on top of the stuff he was required to teach. And just seeing him now, it's it it's really amazing because now I teaches middle school and he just tells me stories about how he not only met me, who became an author and being one of his former students, he actually taught a student and he became a player for the Chicago bears. So it's oh like, gosh. like, yeah, so teachers are really important and they are playing the long game of life. They're kind of like a youth minister at a church. It's like, you may not get all the gifts now, but down the road you have to see what happens, see who comes back. I mean, you don't have to really intentionally seek that out, but it's like if you make a really good impression down the road, you might see that see one of your students down the down the road and it might be one of the most unlikely ones too, that may be a business owner, maybe a pastor, maybe a football player for an NFL team and it's be like, Oh my gosh, I, I actually taught this kid. And actually remembered me and said, I was like, this is freaking awesome. So it's like, yeah, man, that was one of the telling stories of life because he saw saw that I still had some gas left in the tank. And it's a really important thing with not only teaching, but in leadership, it's like, hey, you are a hope dealer. Teachers are dealers in hope because you're basically performing and just embedding wisdom into the minds of the little ones. And even though the little ones these days are probably on steroids, but that's beside the point. But it's <laughs> like you're just giving wisdom and gems to the kids and they're going to walk away with something out of it. Even though it may not look like it at first, down the road, they're going to get it in a good way and you're going to be responsible for that. So that's just something to keep in mind for that.
0: Dude, I really, really like that story. That's cool, man. And and what's cool about that is like our audience is – hopefully, hopefully a lot of teachers. So to hear someone say, look, man, like this teacher had a had a big impact on my life. And every teacher has a big impact on on a lot of kids lives. I mean, that's just something you want to hear on a Monday, isn't it? Great stuff. Also, uh, so a couple things before we finish here. So I, I wanted to, first of all, If people want to get in touch with you, I want to know how. But I also know that you're a speaker, and I just kind of wanted you to touch on what you speak about, all that stuff first.
1: Sure. So I speak on a couple topics, leadership being one of them. I have a signature talk I like to call The Ease of Leadership if it's a 10-minute talk, I'll give you the threes. If it's 40 or 60 minutes, I can give you all lucky seven E's of leadership, as well as a book, another speech I like to call the Blueprint of Your Speaking Success. It'll help you craft an award-winning presentation, or at least one that'll get you some thumbs up from the bosses at work. So public speaking can help you craft a great speech, give you a great leadership talk, an inspirational talk, and also a Another talk I like to call the "Advance Yourself" keynote where it just goes in deeper to my story of how I overcame some odds and being a caregiver at a young age to a veteran who was suffering of dementia for six years. So I'm also about just helping those with who are just suffering with those who may be going through Alzheimer's and mm-hmm. stuff like that, because that's something that's just growing rapidly because we have got a lot of centurions out there and all that stuff. And if you want to just reach out to me, feel free to shoot me an email at dombrightman at gmail.com. That'll be D-O-M-B-R-I-G-H-T-M-O-N at gmail.com. And you can head over to dombrightman.com. You can see a clip of one of my signature talks. And also check out the Going North podcast as well. It's pretty much the same amount of time as this one, The Teacher's Podcast. So once you're done listening to a couple episodes Going North, feel free to head on back to Fred's site and check out all of his good stuff as well.
0: Yes, awesome. Well, we will put links in the description to all of that good stuff so people can reach you, people can hear you, people can see you. And with that said, if you know someone that would be great for this podcast or if you yourself would be great for this podcast, go ahead, email me. Email me at teacherrechargepodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is teacherrechargepodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to talk with you. I'd like to hear from you. And if you want to check out what I talk about, you can go to fredmotivates.com. I talk about the love and success approach to leadership. I'd love to serve you and your school. Well, thank you, Dominique, for coming on today. I appreciate it. I think our listeners will appreciate this. This was a fantastic Interview. Woohoo!